peoples of the worldwide federated internet. What's good? All right, as y'all can see, my co-host today is my ex-wife. Yes, I said ex-wife. We do get along. We have kids. Not every situation where you have an ex does it have to be pretentious, I guess the word I'm looking for. Not that it wasn't at one point because it was. But y'all have heard me say many things. Y'all have heard me talk about relationships, talk about my relationships, my shortcomings. And now you get to meet the woman that I've mentioned several times when talking about things I did wrong. I never attacked her. Anybody who's watched my shows, you already know that's not what I do. So anyway, what would you like to say? You can move the mic a little closer if you want. And that, even though I'm nervous, <laughs> I'm nervous. You can just ask me questions. Let's see. All right, she she's trying to get herself right in the camera. You know how you know, women do. Yeah, one side that looks better than the other side. That okay, my good side. Okay, here we go. <laughs> All right, just make sure you speak directly into the microphone. Testing one two. Oh, you have a mute still. No, you're not. You're not muted. Okay. That's the the background sound. She's looking at my recording software, thinking she knows what she's mm, looking I at. Don't. Uh, you're not. You're not on mute. Anyway, so what I always say, I always talk about the fact that you definitely need two parents to raise children you can't do it by yourself you can if you have to a man can raise children by himself if he has to and so could a woman but that's not the way it should be that's what i always say what do you say so people people who think that i'm saying this stuff in a vacuum how do you feel about this um i agree i feel like our children have became um very successful um, young men and young women because they had two parents. Um, you know, where I fall short as a parent, you've always came through and where you fall short as a parent, you've always came through. I think this, it showed them stability. Like we've been vacation together. We've had holidays together, birthdays together, punishments. Yeah. The whole nine yards. And now I've always been in agreement. Me and him kind of mm, sometimes, but when it comes we, to punishment, <laughs> we, we have our battles. Not in gonna, private, though, we try not to do. We've tried not to do a lot of it. Yeah, in it, front of the children, it wasn't always in private. Yeah, because I, I, I keep it real on my podcast. I'm not gonna sell it like we've done this all right. I so I've always told from my perspective, and you can tell your perspective. When we first separated, got divorced, whatever, I was extremely bitter, and I think a lot of the problems that we had early on was due to my bitterness. Like I felt like I felt cheated in some ways, which is, and, and f full disclosure, I don't know if she watches my podcast. Sometimes, Maybe she does. Maybe she does. She always tells me I'm long winded, but I always say I was bitter, but I had no reason to be bitter because I played a huge role in what led up to the divorce. So at some point I realized that it was really silly. Like I'm holding on to this bitterness, like I've done everything right, which is far from the truth. And once I let go of that bitter, I, I think that the large portion of us not being able to get along initially was my fault. I always say that anyway, I don't know how you feel about that, but that's how I feel. I, I think it went both ways. I think, it, I think it went both ways. <laughs> okay. So, okay. So when we, I don't really, ha I didn't really have bitterness. I just know, I, I just know or knew that I wanted you to be in the children's life because of how I grew up. My, um, my mom didn't really want our, our father to kind of be, it was about, I felt like it was about, this is just my perspective as a child, but I felt like it was about money. If he didn't have money, then we didn't get to see him. You know, I didn't get to see him that much. And I feel like I maybe have had a better life 
growing up and ha- wouldn't have made so many mistakes if my father would have been in the picture. And I just told myself that, you know, when we got our divorce, that I wasn't going to do that to my children. I mean, there was a time where I couldn't stand him, you know, because I felt like he was living his best life. But um, that's not a true statement that he wasn't living his best life. Keep, Anyhow. Keeping it real. This hey, I look, they <laughs> I know, felt like you was living your best life. My listeners so. know I am very candid about life. So anything you want to say, even if it's an attack to me, let it let it rip. We keep it real here. I felt like he was living his best life. So, you know, I. I, I've never attacked his livelihood or nothing like that, but I was nasty sometimes, you know, nasty messages or hanging up. I still hang up on you. <laughs> I told y'all it gets real sometimes. <laughs> I still hang up. <laughs> yeah. But at the end of the day, it's not about me and Carly. It's about our children, you know. Calling out my whole government. Dang. And I said it wrong. I didn't even say it right. <laughs> yeah, she so. always, she's mispronounced my name since the day we met. But okay, so this is this is what... This is what I want to talk about because a lot of people see a situation like ours where we get divorced, we co-parent, raise our kids, and they think, oh, I can get divorced. It'll work. What would you say to those people? Now, before you give your opinion, I'm going to tell you what I think. Divorce is never the answer, ever. If you can avoid it, avoid it. If I can turn back the hands of time and change all that, I would have. Full disclosure. What's your what's your point of view on that? I feel like if me and you had better role models growing up in a marriage, we probably would have made it worked out. Been a little more patient because what people fail to realize in marriages is that it is hard work. It is any this thing about any relationship, relationships with your children, hard work. Relationship with coworkers, hard work. Relationship with friends is hard work. Relationship in marriage, you think all those are hard. You think your marriage is just going to be easy, you know? So, um, I think if we would have had better role models, maybe my grandparents were around a little bit more. Yeah. When we was in our, in our marriage. Um, I think it could have worked out. It's just, it's just. So, so my question would be to you, if you could go back to your younger self, what would you say the day you decided it was, it was over? See, this is something that I battle with all the time. Anyways, um, if you gotta cry, cry it out. This ooh, real I ain't podcast. Cry. It's a real podcast. You it's, don't want to see y'all, my ugly y'all know face. how I y'all know how I give it up. Y'all know how I keep it. But for real, I um still battle with this sometimes. Sometimes regret that um I should have just held on. So I had a little influence. So if I was a little bit stronger, I'm a, I'm a lot stronger now being older. So my influence is not, I don't have influences like that to my peers. My peers are not going to influence me. I'm pretty much set my ways. Like this is what I'm going to do. And it doesn't matter what you say. But back then I had an influencer and so you, I shouldn't have let them influence me. So do you feel like you gave, like you gave in the peer pressure? Like that was a big proponent. I did. I was fed up though, but I should have, she um, was, I was fed up and I, um, and the people, Hey, look, just so you know, the people know, I told them about my struggles with pornography. You know, they, I didn't, I didn't go into the ins and outs of our internal relationship because I didn't feel like that was fair to air out all the business, but I definitely aired myself out. So the people who listen to me, they know my struggles. So I would say this, Carly was stubborn and stuck in his ways. By the way, for those of you who hear her saying my name, she had, this woman has mispronounced my name for almost 22 years. My government name, since she's calling it out, is Khalif. It's not Khalif. So you don't say your name on here? What do they call you? They call me Brooke Nam. Oh, okay. My bad, go, Brooke go, Nam. Go by my pseudonym. They okay. know. But anyway, it's my all good. apologies. It's all good. <laughs> Anyhow, um... He was stubborn and I'm, you know, that's how men are, you know, look, being older now and looking back. Hey, I'm from Brooklyn. Y'all already yeah. know how we giving it's it up. It's that ego thing. But anyhow. Not um, that it's right. Yeah, definitely. No, I'm not. I'm not saying it's right, but I'm just keeping it real. But it could be tolerated. <clears throat> it, it could be. I, but I definitely see. I could see now looking back how men. Let me let me give men some advice if I can. Now, I wasn't able to make my marriage work. And, and the reason I take the onus of responsibility is because, and I believe, you know, you would agree with this. Men are supposed to take the lead. That's the way God designed this. That's the way it's supposed to go. 
And what I didn't do is I didn't take the lead in fixing things I know that I could fix to make the situation better. That's on me, right? That's not on her. There's things that I could have done. If I would have led with more compassion and patience, then it probably would have helped her to be more compassionate and and patient. Because I'll be honest with you, this is just from my perspective. Not that is so when I say these things, it's not that she did everything right, but I see how my actions affected her. And let me interrupt that real quick for when you say that actions. You know, women do we are the weaker vessel and women do Y'all heard it from her. I ain't know. say it. Don't get mad at me. Y'all heard her say you know, it. I don't Women are weak of vessel. You can argue with me about that if you want to, but that's what it is. That's how God has, um, God has made it like that. Go back to Genesis and Genesis I mean, chapter one. You already it know is what it is. But anyhow, um, we kind of let me give this story instead. So a mom comes in the house. You know, mom sets the mood for everything, right? So mom comes in the house and the house is messy. Mom is screaming. Everybody like running, the dogs running, the cats running, everyone's hiding. Oh, mom is mad. That's kind of like with the, with the head of the household, he sets the stage for everything. Yeah. You set the tone. Yeah. I I definitely, I definitely think that I could have, I could have done things to set a better tone because I tell you my biggest like people say, oh, I live with no no regrets. I don't let my regrets beat me up, but you're going to have regrets. The, the whole idea and notion that you're going to live and have no regrets is ridiculous. It's just, it's not reality. The reality is you're going to have regrets. You have to learn how to live with those regrets, how to make better decisions later on in your life and how to do things different. And one of the biggest regrets I have is because I didn't take that leadership role I should have taken. The kids suffered for that because my daughters didn't get to see what it looks like for a man to lead within a marriage. My sons didn't get to see what it looks like for a man to lead within a marriage. And that's one thing that I got to take that L. I got to live with that. Now, I pray about that often for my kids, especially in their relationships moving forward, because I'm pretty sure you feel the same way. We don't want them to make the same mistakes we did. That's definitely what we don't want. So here's the reason I ask you the question about if you can talk to your younger self. Now, now these are questions that we've had over the years off camera for anybody that thinks I'm putting her on a spot. I'm not putting her on a spot. We've had these conversations just never on camera. The reason I ask yeah, you that a lot is calmer today than those days. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this different. The reason I ask you is if a young woman was fed up with her husband outside of like a habitual cheater or a drug addict or an abuser, something that's in danger in our life. Just, we didn't have problems like that. We, we had problems that could have been worked out. So my question to you, right, right. And I, I like for young people to hear this from people who are divorced. So they know that this is just not, this is not something that just married people think people who are divorced and understand the weight of what happened would you advocate anyone getting a divorce? Absolutely not. So y'all know it's not just me that believes this way. Now we are divorced. We're comfortable with that. Things happen. She's moved on with her life. I've moved on with my life. But I thought that it would be beneficial to have a podcast talking about this because two things are going on in this day and age. One, people believe that marriage isn't real. I've been I've been talking about this a lot. And the problem is, especially now, I can't speak for other communities. And now I know divorce is not just a black problem. Right. So let me clear the air with that. OK, maybe not. But the statistics shows in states there's less fathers in black communities. That's this is true. In brown communities. This is true. Now, it, it does. Asian communities. That's true. Very true. Now, it does happen in other communities as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're they're yeah. having problems as well. But because we come from the black community, that's why I'm speaking about the black community. Now, y'all know I don't play the race deal. You know, it's it, it is what it is. But just speaking from that from that demographic, one of the things that irks and annoys me more than anything. Sex culture is celebrated. Cheating is celebrated. Uh, illicit lifestyles is celebrated. It's and in the music. 
and it's all in the music and people blame it and people blame marriage for everything like marriage sucks and this and that and they're talking about marriage i'm like yo y'all are celebrating the very things that destroy marriage and you're blaming the problem on marriage i say that as a divorced man ex-wife sitting next to me she agrees and the reason i want to do this there i know Probably more than likely, nobody will watch this video. My dad will. One or two people. Well, I don't know my if he. Dad. I don't know if he watches this podcast because okay. I have two separate podcasts. But I'm gonna post this on my on my other Instagram because I think this is something that people need to see and need to hear. One, you need to hear a divorced two people who are divorced who are married. You need to hear us telling you, don't do it. I'm telling you. If you can work it out, if it, I understand if it's an abusive situation and your life is in danger, I definitely understand somebody, you know, trying to get out of that situation. I understand if it's a habitual cheater, if it's somebody who's on drugs and danger in the house, I get that. I'm talking about people that get, you know, these people that, oh, he, he don't talk to me like he used to. How about this one? We used to hear this. Um, I've changed. So the thing about that is that, yeah, we do change because listen, so I act different than I acted when I was in my twenties, but so do you. Yes. Okay. Then it, that it's not an excuse to get a divorce because you're supposed to change and grow up and appreciate the change with your mate. I act different in my thirties than I do now. I'm in my forties now and um, I'm not picking my nose. You guys, by the way, it's just my my little nose oh thing. yeah sorry only women worried about all that stuff yeah i'm joking i'm joking don't, <laughs> don't get mad at me but anyhow you're supposed to watching my grandparents they've been married what i say 35 36 years longer than I that i think longer than that listen i still think my grandparents are in their 60s and they're not but anyhow so yeah, her grandparents like 40, been married for like 50 40. years almost i don't know but yes yeah, i don't know how they're, i don't know how they're 60 and been married 50 years but <laughs> no, uh, you're, I'll get ready to say. Point, I think they're sixty. Anyway, the point like, being is this: that they've done change. You just go with the flow with changing. Okay, you are you, and I am me, and it's okay that we have changed. But a lot of people use that. I know when we were going through our issue, a lot of people I use that as my excuse too. Oh, he's different. Of course, he's going to be different. He's maturing. Life has made him different. There's nothing wrong with changing and still staying married. That's with 100% true. And I think so. I think another thing that affects marriage is everybody. And I, I don't, I don't think this affects, well, it does affect men. Let me, let me correct that. Everybody, I need to stop shaking my camera. Forgive mm -hmm. me y'all. Everybody believes like, okay, so women believe they have to have this man that's making six figures. And if he's not making six figures, he's not successful. And every man believes that he has to have a supermodel for a wife. And if she's not a supermodel, if she doesn't have those butt injections and those so breast implants. Because that dampers are, what's the word I'm looking for? Our security. And we're insecure. Yeah. It, it creates, it, it creates more it creates a, a toxic environment on yeah. both ends, right? And I know there's this, there's a philosophy going around now about what you should seek in a relationship, right? What now, first of all, y'all who follow so I me. Know. What do you seek in, in the, um, I seek companionship. I'm older now, so things are different. My, well, I don't really like calling you my ex, my baby daddy. Oh my goodness. I'm just kidding. I hate that. <laughs> Anyhow, I've seen the money because he's made a lot of money. I've lived very, very comfortable. Allegedly. Well, <laughs> I'm just I've joking. Seen what's in his bank before. I'm just joking. I've seen the money. I've had nice things. I've always lived comfortably. I've never really, really struggled. Well, maybe once or twice. But anyhow, I've never really, really, really struggled, you know, raising the kids. So for me, it's. And it should have always have been this way for me is companionship. It's about companionship. And then the rest of the stuff just comes. So you, know, you can also build a man up to make those six figures too. There's a way that a woman can build a man up to do can that. Can help. Yes. A woman can help. Now I will say, 
y'all know my perspective. Now I'm going to post this to my Brook Noms World podcast, but this is really my thinking podcast. So for those of you who follow me on my Brook Noms World Instagram channel, go check me out, the thinking. Um, so y'all know my standpoint. Biblically, the what I seek in a relationship and a marriage, because if I'm pursuing anybody, it's for the sake of marriage. It's not just dating, just a date. It's to glorify Christ. If that ain't the point, I don't want it. I've prayed many times, God, I would I would like to meet someone. I would like to have someone. But if if what if someone comes in my life and it's not going to glorify God, I have prayed many nights. I don't want it. I don't want it. Me and her met in church. Let me tell you something. Let me let me tell you something. You believers out there who are playing around with sin. Let me just help you out. The Bible says when uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to quote the verse. Have you talked about this before? Yeah, I have. I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to quote the verse. When lust hath conceived that bringeth forth sin and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Let me tell you something. You playing around, especially if you married and you playing around with sin and you think you're going to take that fire in your bosom and not get burned. You are sadly mistaken. We can both tell you how this is going to work out. I remember. So I've told this story before my podcast. I remember many nights thinking to myself, it was now God is not speaking to me in an audible voice. So don't get all you know crazy out there. But I remember many nights thinking to myself, if you don't get over this sin, if you don't deal with this, you're going to destroy your marriage. And that's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. And I, the reason I say this, I don't say this because I'm down on myself. Like, Oh, I feel so bad. Look, God has worked amazing things in my life. I say these things as a warning to people out there who are playing around and think it's a game. If you have a husband who loves you, if you have a wife who loves you, you better pray to God that you pay attention to the spiritual battles going on out there and you better make it work. You better make sure that you are praying as much as you can for your spouse, as much as you can for yourself. Because I'll tell you, one of the things, I don't know if you want to talk about this or not, one of the things that I never did, I never paid attention to when we were married, I looked at home videos and it bothered me that I didn't notice this when we were married. And this is what sin does. Sin blinds you from everything. You were struggling with depression at the time. I never knew it. When I watched those home videos, I remember thinking to myself, oh my goodness, I can see it. Like she's there, but she's absent. It's like having an out of body experience. You don't experience. remember Brooklyn? How was it Brooklyn? I I vaguely. Who took, who, who took care of Brooklyn when I you was, came home? It was me more. Yeah. Yeah, it was was you think it was partly depression, postpartum. postpartum. Yeah. Brooklyn, um, I had a hard time and that's Brooklyn, my youngest daughter. I love Brooklyn Jeff. She is my I just love her to death. She is my she, when I'm having she's a day, in the background. She's in the background. When I have a bad day, just seeing her, she lights up my life. Let's call her. She's like, Hi always smiling no matter what's going on. Even when she's in trouble. <laughs> Goofy. Just smiling, yeah. Except for when she's crying. She's still kind of smiling, laughing. Yeah, even when, when she's, she's crying, crying. <laughs> <laughs> she's just the light of my world. I mean, I love all my kids. All my kids have a special. Yeah, my oldest son is her favorite. We always joke about so, this. Ezekiel is my favorite now because Malik. Nah, Malik is old. He's been be. replaced. <laughs> Malik's been Malik, replaced. you hear that? If you're watching, <laughs> your mom said you've been replaced. Each kid, I love all my kids. You love them all differently because I have all different personalities, but I love them. No one, I don't love one more than the other. Let me get that cleared out before the kids hit me up and be like, oh, you love so-and-so more? Anyhow, back to Brooklyn. I had Brooklyn and had a hard time wanting to feed her and take care of her. I took care of her long enough in the daytime until he came home. Now, wait, let me let me add context, because mm -hmm. I I got to take some blame for that. That was one of the times where I was struggling with pornography and you found out about it. When I was pregnant. Yeah. And that that messed her up. And and look, I'm keeping it real with y'all. The reason I say these things. I just say this. I wish you would have done it. I don't know. There's something about being pregnant after having a kid and doing that was very rough. I sometimes think would it have been better if I wasn't pregnant <laughs> and he did it. Nah, probably not. Probably I don't not. know. Probably. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I had some self insecurities anyway. He knows this. I have insecurities about my looks and always have growing up. So 
So the, and I was only like ninety eight pounds when we met. Now yeah, I'm like three hundred so pounds. So can you're not three hundred? <laughs> but anyway, so look, this is so this is another thing that that I wanna I wanna get. Let me help y'all, please. I anybody who's on a brink of divorce, I'm trying to help you right now. Let or me depression. Let me help you with something. One of the biggest problems we had, even though so when we met, we talked a lot. But one of the biggest problems we had as a couple is lack of communication. What happened? I wasn't listening. You were talking. I wasn't listening and I wasn't paying attention. Dang, it took you this many years. (laughs) Communication goes both ways, right? I'm from Brooklyn. Come on. All all my all my guys out there from Brooklyn. Y'all know what what it is. Change though. You listen to me when we're just dating. Uh, We get married and then what happened? That piece of paper did something to you. I don't you know what? I I can't tell you. Sin. I'm, I'm being honest with you. Sin. That's sin clouded everything in my judgment. It, it destroyed. When I tell y'all, and I've said this before, I've told this story. Preachers preach about sin and people get mad. Our story is the reason the Bible deals with. Well, I'm going to, I don't want to say the reason, but God is trying to protect us from ourselves and we're not paying attention my sin clouded my judgment. It clouded the way I thought. It clouded what I thought about sex. It clouded what I thought about relationships. It clouded what I thought about marriage. It 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 destroyed everything to the fabric of my being as a believer. I'm telling y'all, this was not good. It was not good at all. And so what changed, what changed is God got a hold of me. That's what changed. But it was too late. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was the the sin had already done its damage. Now I'm thankful that God got a hold of me because I see things di- like you know what's funny? Could have been worse off and then our children would be. Yeah. You know what's funny? Now when I when I think about my struggles and I think about the links and it's I know what addiction is like. When I see drug addicts, I know exactly what addiction is like. I I would not be surprised. I'm no psychologist. I don't study the brain. I don't know any of this stuff. I would not be surprised if you study the brain of someone who's addicted to pornography. If you see the same exact results of someone who's addicted to drugs, there's. But can I interrupt you? Go ahead. Did we answer the question about Brooklyn? You're almost like me. ADHD. Oh, yeah. Oh, the people who follow me, they know my brain, my brain races. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So. What were we saying about Brooklyn? Oh, my disconnection yeah. from Brooklyn, from depression. Right. You looking at the videos? Yeah, the videos. Um, and I don't know when I really came around for Brooklyn either. But as a mother now looking back, I'm glad she doesn't remember none of that stuff. We and I think that was yo y'all would be surprised. We really didn't have an argument, like a real legit oh, argument. We got divorced <laughs> until that it was knocked out. No, was that that sixth <laughs> seventh year of marriage? They call it the seven year itch. Yeah, that's that's when it was just any. And I've always heard anyone who can make it past that seventh year, you're golden once you can get past that point. But getting past that point, it was rough. And I said things. Let me tell you something. The Bible says a soft answer turneth away wrath. But hold on, let me let me say something while I'm finding this. I'm finding this verse because I don't want to I don't want to quote it wrong. But I I said a lot. I said a lot of things that if I could take back the hands of time and go punch myself right in the neck. Oh, my goodness. Can I be honest about something? Go ahead. You're the reason why I watch what I say. You know, words is something else. Words. And my mom don't want to bring her. She she don't watch a podcast, does she? I don't think she does, <laughs> but if she For does, those that do know my mother, I'm I'm not. We're not trying to bang on you. No, we're just we're just speaking but, the truth. And it's from my point of view, anyway. So my mom used to say stuff to me that hurt, and then he, you know, he says some things that hurt. So I try to watch what I say because you can never take those words back. You can't. Some of those words that my mom said when I was growing up, I still feel as a forty year old woman. You know, it's crazy. And I also feel like that's what they really mean when they say that stuff. Yeah. So, you know, I'm going to quote the verse is Psalms 15. One. I don't know why I can't remember this. I know this verse. A soft answer turneth away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. 
There's many times in our marriage, if I would have just, like I had gripes. There's nothing wrong with having gripes with your mate. That's because you're two different people. But the way you approach those gripes, there's a, there's a degree of patience that I just did not execute. I was, I was what, uh, let's see that first real knockdown argument. Do you remember argument. that first knockdown? A lot I, of that I, stuff I have, I don't want to say erased out of my mind, but have, um, the somewhere back there. I remember I was, I was back where I don't remember. I just turned 27. I think it was before I turned 27. I think I was still 26. Yeah. I remember because it was, you had went out with John John. Yeah. Okay. I do remember that. Yeah. That was the straw. Well, so we, that was getting close to the straw or the, how they say that the straw that broke the camel's camel's back. back. Yeah. We were, we had argued before that, but that was like, that was probably the first, like, all right, this might be coming to a close. And the biggest thing that I regret at that time is not praying about things and just speaking. Do you want to tell the story? We can tell the story. You want to tell my point of view or your point of view? You tell your point of view. In a nutshell, my cousin John John that I was raised around, that was from Cali. I'm from Cali. Anyhow. Cali um, and Brooklyn, it's like oil and water. This was doomed to (laughs) fail. Right, and then we have southern kids. This was doomed to fail. Southern bells. (laughs) Anyhow, um... So he came down. I ain't seen him since I was 16, which would have been like 16. I was 20 something, about 10 years. Yeah. I ain't seen him in 10 10 years. He was 18. He came down. Mind you, I'm a housewife. So I never went out. I never did anything. I took care of the home. Um, took care of my babies. So he came down. Now we didn't at that time, didn't let anybody or trust anybody to really watch our kids. So we had planned a night with, one of our friends, D, and really close friend. He's still friends with us now. But anyhow, um, for us to go out and my sister to go out, and um, he um, he kind of got in his feelings because he couldn't go out because so, I didn't have a babysitter. That's where it started. Then And then on top of that, when you come to Destin, when you're a visitor and you come out to Destin, you stay, you go out. And you go watch the sunrise. That's part of Destin right. culture. For those who thing. don't know, who watch me and don't know, yeah. we're in Northwest Florida, one mm-hmm. of the most beautiful places on the planet. So you take them, when you have visitors, you do that. I wouldn't take them out anymore because I don't really like going out like that. But anyhow, you take them out and then you go watch the sunset. Well, he was over here having a whole fit. Like we was trying to make him or X him out. You know, I had him participate in some of the things that we could do as a family, but we had children that we did not allow anybody to watch our children. I'm going out with one of your good friends, our good friend, mutual friends, and my sister. What can happen? I am faithfully married. You know, so Yeah, it was it was not a very good It was a very it was a very it was a low point for me. You agree with that? that yeah. That, no. that pretty precise. No, yeah, that's 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 a good assessment. It was a low point for me and I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why. And I'm glad you gave your perspective, which is the truth. What she said is exactly what happened. When you when you have a struggle, you do what's called projection, right? So I struggled with pornography. I never cheated, but that's not because I was just this great man, right? There's no let me explain something to you. There's no way you can struggle with pornography and then not cheat when the situation presents itself. Now I'm glad, I'm thankful that that situation never presented itself. But because of the things I was dealing with internally with my sin, I was projecting that on her. And that's where a lot of that anger and animosity came from. And look, it's now I'm a I'm a lot older now, about to be 42. He's lying. He's about I'm, to be 52. Oh, my goodness. Anyway. Tell the truth. Anyway. How old are you? 41. Let me know how it is at 52. Okay. okay yeah. Okay. Anyway, 41 <laughs> going on 42. <laughs> so but. Th- as a, as a younger man, there were things I wasn't willing to admit. I wasn't willing to come to terms with. And I'm going to tell you something for anyone who has not grown up and seen a, a married couple, 
you have not talked to, like my daughter's over here in the background. She knows we talk about relationships. All my kids, we talk about relationships. If you have not had these conversations with your parents and you don't know how relationships are supposed to work and look, find a good church. And before you put that ring on, I don't care how good you think you are. I don't care how well you think you know your Bible. Get some good counseling. Oh, you believe in counseling? Very good. I'm an older man. I know. I know a lot more oh, now I than I did then. I just learned something about you today. I, I'm three years. I'm telling y'all. I, I see how hype I got. Ooh, I am. I'm an advocate. I wasn't. And the reason she's saying that is because she wanted counseling. to get counseling then, and I wasn't about that. And again, no, he wasn't about counseling. Let me again. Let me reiterate. That was because the sin hardened my heart there was so many things i had wrong if we would have went, went to counseling we would still be together uh yeah yeah definitely i wasn't asking that was a statement definitely yeah well the i was i was factoring in my stubbornness that's, that's what i was factoring in at the time i was a stubborn dude but very stubborn i th i think i needed where zeke gets it from yeah that is he doesn't <laughs> Malik too. Malik is stubborn. Too. Yeah, both of them. So is Becca. Oh, Becca. Woo. So is Brooklyn. Brooklyn stubborn. Brooklyn too. is not all as my, bad. All my kids. That's that's one trait that I wish. I look. I'm just keeping it real. When I when they're stubborn, I'm like, I can't even be mad. <laughs> like, like I'm looking at little me right now. I can't even be mad. <laughs> like, Ezekiel's the worst. He doesn't. He I'm like, is. yeah, he this is. is me. This is me. That's Zeke's I. The worst. I can't. Yeah, yeah. Malik will budge eventually. He will. Malik is more. He's so my. It's my oldest son. He's more pliable. He's like he's it's more. Rational. Even if he sees things his own way, he's willing to sit down and think about it. Like, all right, let me let me Zeke, think about what you're saying. Zeke is like yeah, no. it's his way or the highway. No, that's me. I'm doing it like this. that's me. That's it. That's me all the way. Yep. <laughs> but so uh, all all that all that to say, there's things. There's unforeseen consequences of divorce, right? So people see people like us divorced. We get along. They think we we're have, weird. We have kids. But but this is what I want to say. People will see our situation and, and like, let's say a couple that's on a brink. They'll say, see, they made it. We can get divorced. Look, our mm -hmm. kids paid the price. We get along, but make no bones about this. Our kids paid the price. We... We talk about problems with our children and we see the price they paid for that divorce. We didn't pay for it. Right. In the sense that I'm, I'm what, uh, 30 years old when our divorce was final 31. I'm already who I'm going to be only nine years ago. Yeah. Yeah. What? I was 30, 31. Are you sure? Cause I, yeah, I just started traveling and um, I, it was, it was after my first or second trip. So we are already who we're going to be. The thing is, when children go through something like that, it changes them forever. You can't I take see. that back. Yeah. And, and only an act of God will help them after that. And I pray for my kids. So Malik struggles. Yeah, I think, well, I'm not going to put my kids' business yeah. out oh, there. I but they probably all. I, I just but, know that he does the most because he's more, he talks to me more. That's probably why he's my bestie. He's probably my favorite because he talks to me more i'm just kidding but anyhow um he She's talks to kidding. me <laughs> <laughs> Joking, Zeke, i love you too um he talked when he talks you i can hear it the struggle yeah this and and you you can't you can you can stick your head in the sand if you're on a brink of divorce and like oh the kids will be all right you're lying to yourself you're lying to yourself and i know people always say oh don't stay together for don't stay together for the kids i'll tell you what i've noticed all of the people who I know that stayed together for their children. Now, I'm not saying this is everyone. I'm saying all of the people that I know that stayed together for their children ended up staying together forever, even when their children were out of the house. I'm just saying. And their kids turned out good. Now, there are one offs. There are situations where people stayed together for the kids and then got divorced once the kids were out the house. And even in that situation, I've talked to some people that said their parents got divorced once they were out of the house and it still affected them. Yeah. They devastated. You, you grew up your whole life with these people together. Share somebody else. That's what, what? Yeah. That doesn't, yeah, that doesn't, that doesn't go over. Even easy. as an adult, they can't comprehend how yeah. and why, when you can, you expect them to, 
No. I think I think that's I think that's the bigger issue. Can you really expect them to? Okay, so I think about my dad and my mom when they said they were getting divorced. How did that I affect young. you? I was sad. How old were but you? But then again, I think they should have gotten divorced because they couldn't keep their keep their hands off each other. <laughs> they look their situ their situations. That's why I said I I. I it wasn't I can't the tell. best. I mean, it was. I love my fan. I love my parents. I, I'm, I'm I'm a big daddy's girl. So, if dad, if you're watching this, nothing against you, but it was a rough for me. The girls didn't see it as much because I was the oldest, so it was a rough childhood. They should have got a divorce, but even still, with the roughness in the house, our household, it hurt because I I didn't to see my daddy anymore. I wanted to see my daddy. It's, I wanted to spend time with my dad. Yeah, and I didn't get. We moved all the way to Florida, so I, I didn't get to see my dad but two summers, and that was it. And then I didn't see my dad again until I got married, which was in 16 when I left, 96. saw my dad in 97. We got married in 2000, so I didn't see my dad in like three years. That's crazy. Yeah. I didn't grow up. I can't imagine not seeing my kids for three years. I have a whole heart attack over here. Yeah, you know you know how <laughs> I feel. I I. I I don't know the ills of growing up with a dad and then not having him because my dad wasn't really around. And I told y'all the story. Me and my dad developed a relationship later on in life. So it, it I'm glad I did before he passed away. I'm really glad I did. And I don't know if I ever told you. I think I might have told you. I said this on my podcast. When I when I call my dad. And this is why now, so this is a little inside baseball for you, those of you who don't know us. I've always told her she needed to forgive her mom to for have. whatever, whatever ills, whatever she thought problems they had growing up. Because do you know when I was, when I was able to let go of the bitterness with you was after the night I call, I'll never forget. I got on the phone with my dad This is in the old house. I had. This was before I started traveling. I I think I'm pretty sure it was before I started traveling. I said, dad, I'm going through a divorce right now. I understand now being a man that was married, going through a divorce. When you have kids with a person and it was contentious at the time between us, I didn't know what was going to happen. It was just, it was bad. I'm, I'm keeping it real with y'all. We get along now, but it, what you see now could not have happened 11 years ago <laughs> we'd be going for blows it was that bad i never hit her never put my hands on her i'm just saying it was that contentious now <laughs> oh she wants to tell you that she put her hands on <laughs> 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 you noticed she laughed when I, when I said i didn't put my hands on <laughs> so uh I, I put my hands on him in a good way and just tapped him on the shoulder oh you know yeah 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 sure that's you what know, you did his head you know but, i didn't do nothing so <laughs> so anyway <laughs> i told my dad i was like dad i don't know why you weren't around i understand that these situations are complicated i'm not giving you a pass for not being around but I was really a prick to my dad growing up, really, because he wasn't around. I was mad and I forgave him. I said, I don't know what it was. And me and him had a good relationship after that. Here's what's funny. After that, I think it was shortly after that is when I realized the animosity I had toward you. And I was like, this is not good. And I said all that to say this. When you hold a grudge. It hurts. When you hold anger, it's it heavy. doesn't hurt the other people. No, it's it heavy. hurts you. Yes, it's heavy. You are the one that's going to struggle. So you want me to tell you some real facts here? Go ahead. Two things. Break, break it down. So when Talking I finally... Oh, can you hear me? Oh, there we go. I can hear yeah. you better. Um, so I halfway let things go with Carleaf, probably. When did that bomb happen? Mm. I always, I always um, gave Carleaf respect because he has taken care of his house, his kids, hands down. Um, anything I've ever asked for, ever needed, like, there you go. No questions, no buts. So he's a good father, hands down. I couldn't ask for a better father. Pat yourself on the back. Anyhow. Appreciate that. No, really, for real. He's He's been, a hundred, I mean, just, I couldn't ask for a better father, better supporter to help me raise these kids. So when that bomb happened a couple of years ago, I think it was before COVID, that's when I said to myself, and then after having my friend pass away too, what's the word? What's the, I can't say that word. Which word? 
sealed it kind of, but it's called solidified. 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 Okay, so I still had some stuff in my heart. Sorry, you guys. Um, from our marriage that I had back here in the back of my head, and I only get emotional about it every now and again. I get emotional about it when my kids I feel like be picking sides. So then I get in my feelings about what I've done. Kids love dad. He's a superhero. Y'all know how it is. Whatever. Mom does all the hard work, you know? Anyhow. Dad's Iron Man. Come on. Okay. And I'm just. You're like like Captain Marvel, which Captain Marvel's good. Don't get me wrong, but come on. (laughs) Iron Man. He had the infinity stones. He saved the world. Come on. (laughs) Moms be saving the children and their boo-boos and everything else and staying up all night. Moms, you know. Anyhow, um. So when the bomb happened overseas a couple of so years wait, ago. So wait, let me give context. Now, I'm not going to tell you exactly where I was, but I was, I traveled to war zones for 10 years. Uh, it allowed me to take care of my children. That's why I did it. I didn't did it, but I didn't do it because I was seeking to get rich. All of my money went into my kids. Yeah. So. Into the baby mama. There was a, in one location I was at, there was a. I don't know really how to call it. There was a missile strike and it was all the 10 years I've traveled, mortar attacks, suicide bombings. I've been through a lot. I've seen a lot mm-hmm. of things and it never really, never really phased me. This was different. Yes. When this happened, I was like, yo, but I think I pushed my you. luck. So with that said, I've most of the places I've kind of, he's never told me, but I've kind of figured out where he's been and always the I've always the job yeah. I couldn't really say yeah but I've always kept track of him because he is at the end of the day no matter what we have going on he is I don't want him to tell my my kids that their dad's dead just point blank you know it's gonna destroy me and then my children anyhow so when that happened when I finally got in contact with him which I've never said this to him before I was like oh you need to quit <laughs> now when your ex-wife now mind you this is This job is allowing all of us to live a comfortable life. So this is going to be some adjustment if I quit. This ain't going to be easy. I said, I don't care. God has always blessed you. You need to come home. Hey, I didn't I didn't say it. Y'all heard it from her. But it's the truth. When I tell you God has always come through for me in times, I never deserve it. But there were times where I definitely didn't deserve it. God has been good to me. I'm telling you. What was the point of my story, though? I had a story behind you. You were talking about forgiving. forgiving. So that time I was starting to forgive him. I just had a friend pass away. And there were some things that I wanted to say to this friend that I did not get a chance to say. And when she passed away, that point right there, I was just like, "Mm, I'm not going to hold any more grudges that he's done to me. My mother, I probably forgave her about a year and a half. You know, you just can't change people. You know what I'm saying? And the weight that I had on me from that burden of me holding all that hate in my heart was weighing me, making me, it's making me an angry person. Yeah, it was. I tell, Do you think look, I'm a different person now? Yeah, I'm, I noticed it. I was telling. It made so, me an angry person. Let me tell y'all a story. So it was a couple weeks ago. I was over here and um, my me and my youngest daughter were talking about something and you got upset about something downstairs i can't remember what it was and i said something to you and i I, this is a point where i probably should have just been quiet i was trying to help sometime sometime in when you're trying to help just shut up (laughs) just shut up just don't say nothing but i was like hey are you trying to be mad at me now i've never seen her do this y'all have to realize she stopped herself and she was like just give me a minute i'm not trying to yell at you i I said no I said, I don't want to be mad at you. Yeah, yeah. Just give me a minute and leave me alone. Y'all have to understand (laughs) how monumental that is. Did you write it down? Did you write it down in the book? I was like. Did you take a picture? I think I came up here and said something to Brooklyn. I was like, Brooklyn, your mom just said, what the heck is going on right (laughs) now? And I thought I would still be (laughs) hurt by saying that. (laughs) Nah, I would trust me. When you, you notice I got quiet, you said that. I was like, oh, oh, she trying, trying. (laughs) <laughs> you just won't let me be good. <laughs> just let me be good. Just let me be great out here. But so with, with that in mind, with that in mind, you can see for the people listening, you can see how holding a grudge doesn't affect the other person. It only care. affects you. You are the only one that is going to live with that rottenness is going to turn you to an angry person. Every situation is going to be about. Oh, they did this because of this. They did this because of this. And it's like, 
No, they didn't. They weren't thinking anything. You're just taking everything personal because you hold this internal grudge that builds like a fire. With the grudges, real quick, you about to ready to go? No. Okay, with the grudges, real quick, um, you do suffer from the everyone's out to attack you. Yep. The the They're victim syndrome. You. The yes. Victim syndrome. When you come up out of that, I, so I still struggle. I have a temper, just point blank. Like I snap like that, but I have really counted to 10 and has made me a better person count to 10 hey, but whatever whatever helps you out <laughs> really just having that those grudges the, that that pressure that i've had built up for so many years has allowed me to be a better person and to really look at it differently you should tell them the story about the um about that phone call which phone call the one that we had a couple oh. years ago you're talking this about is the, when I started changing. Okay, so <laughs> let me give y'all some context. So my job, I'm not going to get into the details of my job, but I'm kind of, um, I'm a technician, jack of all trades. So my job, IT is entailed within my job, right? So in some ways you can say I'm an IT professional, although that's not all my job is. I do many things. But anyway, so over the years traveling, Whenever there's a computer problem, I could be halfway across the world in a war zone. I get a call from one of my kids and they're like, hey, mom needs your help with this computer issue. All right. So I'm in a war zone. I, I'm FaceTiming. All right. Here's what you need to do. Open this. Do this. And she just getting frustrated. She not listening. I'm like, if she just listens to what I'm saying, I'm trying to tell, and you know, when you get on a phone with somebody and they that called, they called you to ask you for help and they're telling you how to fix the problem. Like, mm -hmm. oh, 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 so you know how, okay, so I'll just get off the phone and then you can fix, fix your the problem, problem yourself. Mm -hmm. Okay. So now let's fast forward. Cause I got to give you full context. So <laughs> she was going to school for Which I early, early childhood oh, development. Yeah, and I battled with her for years. I'm like, look, if you really want to make money, that's not going to make you any money. Now to anybody who's doing that, if that's what you want to do, more power to you. But the goal for her was to get into a career where she can make money. And I said, look, computer science, she didn't think she was smart enough to do it. I was like, look, you can do it. It's going to take some time. You do. Okay. So fast forward. She gets I her com computer science. I did computer engineering, engineering. computer science, computer engineering. Y'all yeah. get what I'm saying. So anyway, she gets her computer engineering degree. Uh -huh. All right. Kudos to you. Shout out. All right. So she gets a job. What's her first job? Desktop support. <laughs> this is almost like poetic justice. I have listened to her on the phone because there's times when I've, when I've come over to the house and she's, she's working from home, right? The perks of being an IT professional. And I hear her on the phone, logging into people's computers, uh, via remote desktop and trying to explain to people. And I see the frustration on her face. <laughs> so this is the peak. This is the peak of that situation. She's always been one to bark on you if it's customer service. And when I say bark, I'm talking about my Brooklyn nights, you know, I'm talking about Brooklyn style, like really get active. <laughs> so, so one day I come over, I can't remember. I think I just came back from overseas. So I come over and I'm talking to the kids at the table or something like that. Or I, I come in the house and she's on the phone doing something. I see the look on her face. Like she is struggling so hard not to scream at to this cry. lady. <laughs> and she was like, can you just explain to her what it is I need because she's customer service now, right? <laughs> IT professional, desktop support and all that. She doesn't want to go off on people because people are going off on her <laughs> all, all day, long. day long. Now it's got to the point where it's funny. Like, oh, oh she just snapped on me. I got hung up on the other day. I was like, oh, <laughs> laughing before in the beginning was like. It was poetic justice. Yeah. If payback. you would have heard the phone calls when I call, when I, when I would FaceTime from overseas. No, that's not what I'm trying. <laughs> I'm like, you called me to ask me for help and you're telling me how to fix. And then she knows me. I'm stubborn. Once you go off on me, I right, fix it then. Einstein, yeah, fix it then. about that. So anyway, <laughs> the point of this moral story is that. She's growing because yes, before. She would have went off on that lady, but it was also letting go of that. It was I could I could see the internal struggle within her. Like I want to go off on this lady, but you know what? 
tag. Let me tag somebody else can in. So you please help. Can you help me? Can you just talk to her? That's exactly. <laughs> she was like help in me. tears. <laughs> I was for real going to cry. Because I wanted funny. to scream. But I was like, I can't do it. On the brighter side, though, when I call you about electronics, it's a lot better, isn't it? Oh, now it's not really. Now, whenever we do have a conversation about electronics, now it's a matter of laughing at people that don't know the simplest things like, like the internet is a thing i don't know if many people out there knew this the internet is a thing if you have a question google oh my goodness people like my kids always tell me i'm a i'm trying to remember what what my youngest said about me the other day she said i'm like i like know a lot about everything because of google but yeah, what they don't understand is I'm a research junkie. Yeah. They'll tell you, it, what am I doing all day long? Reading or listening to a podcast while I'm learning something. They know when they see it's me. It's annoying because <laughs> I don't come in the house with headphones because I'm hey, going to start talking. I'm, then get upset because like, you can't, you'd be like, huh? I'm, what? I'm, don't, look, don't, I'm a talker. Let me I like to talk. Let I'm me, a talker. Don't me, come in the house with no headphones. Let me tell y'all something. And I, I'm, I'm going I'm to give a shout out to uh, Voss from Grow the Heck Up. I'm going to tag you in this video or somebody tag him in this video. Voss said something that I agree with 100%. And I'm, I'm going to paraphrase because I don't remember exactly what he said. This is the age of the internet. Everything you want to know you need to know is at your fingertips if you don't know is your fault people are lazy <laughs> i'll just say this people that call me a lot of times it's easy fix and i'll be thinking in my head why you just google that because that's what i'm about to do google so i'll, I'll be like hold on one second let me just google that because <laughs> that's what you could have yes. done was google it you could have done it yourself <laughs> easily so the, the the main the main reason i wanted to do this podcast um what she didn't think I was going to do. Yeah. I was like, she's not going to do it. But the main reason I wanted to do this is because I've mentioned her several times. I've mentioned our marriage. I've mentioned certain things. And many times, if you mention something, people might think as the youngins like to say you capping. And I know when I say oh, some how? stuff, now I know pe what capping means. people might think, oh, he capping. The things I tell you is real life situations, real deal. I'm not joking. I'm, 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 I'm a not, real person. She's a real person. Yes. We do. We do get along now. We do get along. We've both moved on in our lives. She has her person in, in her life. I've moved on with my life. We we get along, not just for the sake of the kids. Let me let me yeah, express. Let me this. say something about that. Do they realize that we'll be in each other's life? Can you hear me? I can hear you. It's just so hard to look at you over there. That's why you look at the look at the screen. Okay. That's what I do. Do you realize that? I don't know when you realize this, but do you realize? And I think our significant others, hopefully they realize this too, but do they realize that we are stuck literally with each other yeah. forever? We are. Yeah. Think about it. Some, we got somewhere. kids together. We're going to have grandkids one day. Lord they are going, they are going to get married, right? Are you not going to show up to the wedding? I mean, yeah, I'm going to show up to the wedding. Oh, so am I. Yeah. Okay. So gonna, then I'll show up after you, after you. And there. we're going to sit at the same table <laughs> and we're going to laugh. I'll wait till after you walk in and I'll show up. Then and, you then show, we, and then what about the grandkids? Yeah. And we take vacations together. You, you, yeah. I mean, you, you can't, you can't just cut a per. This, this is what I tell people. You can't be married to somebody for, were you married? 11 years and just completely cut that person out and just say, I don't care about that person at all. That's a lie. That's a lie. That's a, like, I hear people say that and I know it sounds cool and it sounds tough, but it's not true. It's, just, it's not, that is not how reality works. How reality works is if you've been around someone that long, especially in a relationship, in a marriage, there's no way you just cut them out and all right, I don't ever want to see your face again. Not that people don't do that, yeah, some people but do I that. think it's just an act. Personally, in my opinion, that's just what I think. But our I'm, kids are happy when we're together. When we're we FaceTime, not, we're not angry. Yeah. Right. When we FaceTime each other or we're in a group chat and they see me interacting, they that makes them happy. Even being adults. Right. So they're this, happy. This is what I this is what I've always said. And I've said this to other people. My daughters would never know how a gentleman is supposed to treat a woman if they didn't see me act a certain way toward their mom, my sons would never know how to be a gentleman towards a woman. If they never seen me act a certain way 
toward their mom and they're messed now, up about their mama and it wasn't it wasn't always that way there's yeah. I, my, my kids will tell you and we've talked about this i have real open candid conversations with my kids i haven't done everything right and they're open to have conversations about things they felt like i've done wrong we yeah. have those conversations but i've always said to myself i can't black people we have a problem and I, and I hate to just single out black people because those who follow me know I don't get into the whole black white thing. I think all of that is nonsense. But black people, we have a problem. We celebrate toxicity within the black community and wonder why the black community looks the way it does. My youngest daughter said something to me because me and her, I would say me and Brooklyn probably spend the most time together, mainly because, because she's she the youngest work. and uh, and the other kids are out the house. Yeah. Right. But she said something <laughs> she to me work. that was very encouraging. She, she work. <laughs> Not yet. She get ready to as soon as she get that car. Um, my young, my, she said something to me. This was a, uh, maybe a week ago. That was, it was kind of cute and it was actually, it actually felt good as a father. She was like, dad, you've messed me up. And I was like, well, what do you mean? She was like, because of you, my standards are so high that all these men are trash. I was like, hey, I, I kind of, okay, okay, I, I like that. Which I means like that. he's going to have to have a lot of money. It's not just about money. It's not just about money. Brooklyn has expensive it's, habits. <laughs> she does have expensive habits. It's about the money. She's the one that always picks them up. So this true story, true story, I know I'm kind of ranting and we're kind of getting on a whole other issues. So all my kids always ask them what car they wanted for a first car. Doesn't mean I'm going to get it, but I want an idea of what you like. What does she say? A G-Wagon. A Mercedes G-Wagon. I was like, all right, I'll just sell a few kidneys. <laughs> I'll, get, I'll get right on that. You got it, boss. She's not getting no G-Wagon. She, she ain't getting no G-Wagon. We walk into the jewelry store and I'm buying her and my oldest daughter some necklaces. And I told her, you know, pick out a necklace. I'm thinking they're going to pick out something nice, maybe a couple hundred dollars a piece. Nah, she goes for like the $12,000, you know, whatever cut diamond. I'm like, um, nah, we can't do that I one. I see her diamond, her engagement is going to be $30,000. We can't do that one. That, that one's not going to work. <laughs> she didn't get that from me. Her husband better have some money. Who did she get that from? That's all I'm saying. She got that from you. I'm not high to do like look, that. Look, what would you, would you, now look, this is again. Okay. This, this little. Insight. I want to watch. Okay. My my watch. Now we can compare. What's your most expensive watch? I don't want to talk about that. Okay, but my most expensive watch is only she six thousand dollars. She's trying to. She's trying. To we blow ain't me trying up to. On camera. We ain't trying to like count your money. She's but the watch that camera. I want, not that he's gonna get it, but the watch that I want is six. I'm saving for it. <laughs> the watch that I want is six thousand dollars. He has. I don't, we don't need to. We don't need to talk we'll about say all that. <laughs> it might be a thousand dollars more than mine, but anyhow, he she gets her expensive habits from. You nah, no. Nah. What, what makes you think I'm expensive? No, my braille watch. <laughs> Y'all about to see you? I know. I'm not saying you're expensive. We even argue, but I want to know what makes you think that I don't, she I'm got just, that from me. I I don't know. I don't I don't think she got it from me. She had to. Well, your okay. car is better than my okay. car. Oh come on. Okay, your so glasses. Me, okay, how many glasses right. do you have that are better see, than mine? Yeah, she just blowing up my whole. Oh, spot. you want to talk about his <laughs> shoes? Oh, let's not talk about his clothes. Okay, all right. <laughs> uh, maybe I do have some habits that. Are a little more pricey than mine <laughs> she just blew my whole spot i shop up. at the thrift shop hey i'll be shopping at the thrift store too i look i can shop at the thrift store i shop at h&m for my dress clothes I, I, for get, work. I get it i gets it popping but for real where do you where do you think she got that from um i it might it might be me see so this is the thing about my habits i like watches so i can't just have one i gotta have multiple now I do have some higher end Swiss watches, but not, I don't have a lot of them, but I do have a lot of watches and sneakers. I'm a sneaker head. So I can't just have, I mean, I'm, I'm right there with you with one the shoes, pair though. of sneakers. I, I got a, I got a, I got a storage unit full of sneakers. Hold on one second. You know who has a bad habit like that? We have, I like shoes too. So our oldest son is oh, a yeah. shoe head. Like we are. He going to surpass me pretty soon. Probably. I'm trying to get, I'm, I'm trying to get where you guys are at right now yeah i got i got a storage unit i still want you to answer the question where she thinks she yeah okay so maybe it did come from me okay so i'm (laughs) i'm gonna humble myself and say maybe 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 it did come from i have you okay so uh you have expensive taste let's put it that way but i buy cheap stuff and make it look like expensive you do you do you you do i still want to know what expensive taste what you uh okay well wait 
No. That might be another podcast. Not yet. That'll be another podcast. Because, see, now she's getting into subjects where it's like inside baseball. Where she, we can have <laughs> we to gonna discuss off camera before I bring all <laughs> the business. What I can say. Yeah. What I can't. Don't yeah. talk about that now. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not just going to blow the spot up like that. But anyway, the reason for this podcast primarily is anybody out there who thinks that they want a divorce, I will tell you. You think that's the answer. You think that's what you want. If your spouse is not what you want them to be. Pray about it. Boom. You already know how I feel about that. God is in control. You can, This is the thing. This is the thing. My advice as a divorced man. And the reason I can say my advice as a divorced man is I got my ex-wife sitting next to me. I hate to say this in a setting where it's just me and people think, well, how can you say anything? You couldn't even keep your marriage together. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to have her here. My advice to you is you can't change other people. If things are not working, you work on your relationship with God and that fixes everything else. I didn't say that fixes everyone else. You can't fix them. You can fix your relationship with God, thus fixing how you respond to these people. And then maybe they will see God working in you and be moved to change themselves. What do you say? I agree. Thank you for having me on this podcast. All right. Y'all know what it is. (laughs) Stay frosty, people. Have a good one.